welcome to the Creative South podcast. I'm your host, Jason Frostholm. This week, I'm talking with Boston University Athletics Creative Marketing Specialist, Wande Salako. We chat about how she got into design after a BS in psychology and master's of science in college student personal administration and sports business, working as the lone designer for Boston University Athletics, how she deals with issues that arise from being a black woman in the sports design world, and more, all right after this. It's no secret that I love Jack Prince. They're a longtime sponsor of the podcast and Creative South. Plus, they do great work. Whether they're making our pop-up displays and tablecloths or printing notebooks, Jack Prince is always there when we need them. This year, they are printing new Creative South t-shirts for me and the podcast stickers. They have a coupon code on the back that gives you a great discount on all of their products, just in time for Creative South. Speaking of stickers, Jack Prince will print any kind, shape, size, or stock, including full-color stickers with full-color liner prints for you to use as product labels, promotions, bumper stickers, hang tags, business cards, and more. Right now, you can get 500 3x3-inch die-cut stickers starting at $149. Plus, Jack Prince is giving Creative South podcast listeners 15% off all orders over $25 when you use promo code CREATE15CS at checkout. Visit jackprince.com for your next order of stickers, prints, or whatever you need today. If you like the Creative South podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Every dollar helps us cover hosting costs, upgrade equipment, and keep the podcast going. With options starting at just $1 per month, you can help support the podcast and even wind up with some cool Creative South podcast swag. When you become a Creative South patron, you'll get access to exciting Creative South news before anyone else. A shout out on the podcast thanking you for your support. Creative South Podcast stickers and t-shirts. So, please help support the podcast by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash creative south. Wande, thank you for, uh, thanks for joining me. Happy to be here. I should say thanks for joining me again. We did this once before and yeah. there were some technical issues, so we're we're doing it again. Now we can now we just gotta hope that we can remember what we said. I know, and I'm gonna take all the fault for the technical issues since it was all on me. But we'll make it work this time. <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame it on you. I'd blame it on <laughs> Apple. Oh yes, yeah. Apple and QuickTime, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. See? It absolves you of all responsibility. Exactly. I love it. So uh, let, let's dive into things. Where did you grow up? Um, born and raised a Jersey girl. Very proud of New Jersey. I will always defend it to the day I die. Um, grew up in Jersey, lived there my whole life, aside from like work and going to grad school and everything else. Um, but born and raised in Jersey. Jersey is like where I will always come from. Gotcha. And what were you into as a kid? A little bit of everything. Um, I think mostly television is like that homebodiness of my parents <laughs> not letting us go anywhere half the time. But um, TV and like sports were like my thing. Um, I think I get that from my dad because he had girls first and didn't have a boy until I was six. So I think he kind of forced that upon me. My sister, I think I took to it more than my sister did, though. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think my passions were always been TV and sports and TV like learning different things and different shows and the stupid random facts about this person did this on this show, this 
person's real name and people know the character name. I was like, oh, no, I know their real name because I had to do all the research <laughs> to know it all. Um, so I can tell you almost anything about a show, even though I've never watched it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, growing up is all into that. Reading books for fun, actually. Now, I've been reading books for fun more again, but it's hard to find the time to do that <laughs> between work and when you're I not did, working. That's, uh... That's called being an adult. (laughs) I know. Like, you don't want to do anything anymore. I just want to read. It's like, yeah, I just want to go to bed or do, you know. But those have always been my kind of things growing up and finding new things as I've gotten older, interacted with more people. Gotcha. When you were in school, Mm -hmm. and this is a leading question. Yes. When you were in school, were you into art at all? I want to kind of say, yeah. I remember like taking, drawing and painting and like, elementary school because I remember drawing is so stupid I can still kind of do it to this day not to say it's the nicest drawing ever but mm-hmm. remember the first thing I learned was like primary colors and all of this stuff and then like drawing a fruit bowl um so she showed us how to draw the banana and then apples and the pears and I can still slightly do it I'm not much of a jar um <laughs> but and then I decided to take a photoshop class and graphic arts class in high school so Still trying to remember what made me do it, but I think it just always interested me. And then I guess that's kind of how my artsy side got into stuff. But I will always sketch stuff when I'm bored or just I won't be bored during a meeting or ignore people. This is like the only way I'm so active. Like I like to doodle. I do like abstract doodling more than like physical, like lifelike stuff. Sure. Um, But those are like my artisticness going on outside of designing Photoshop or something. Gotcha. When you when you got out of high school, what did you start studying in college? I was a bio major. Um, I wanted to be OBGYN. I had it all planned out. My mom's very, very happy. Um, and then first. Okay, we did not talk about this part of it last time. I never. <laughs> you you left out the ballet major. I have more questions now. No, I said I said bio. What? Bio. Oh, bio. I know. Oh my okay. God. I did used to take dance classes in middle school, though. I did a production with um, this this thing called NJ Pack back home. So they did like jazz. I learned how to jazz, tap, and stuff. I did dance, but not in school. Then my mom will probably okay. like have a heart attack. <laughs> um, don't want that. Um, bio major. I think after my first during my first semester, I like called to her and was like. Mom, I don't think I could be a bio major. I don't think I want to be a doctor. And she's like, well, uh-huh. think about it. Let's, you know, relax. And, you know, it's the first semester. I was like two, three months in. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Um, then I remembered I loved my intro to psych class. And I actually had it with mm-hmm. the dean of freshmen and sophomores. And it was my freshman seminar. I was like, oh, I love this. Let me be a psych minor. Um, stayed a psych minor in a bio major until the end of sophomore he's like yeah i'm not gonna be a doctor this is not gonna happen um because bio was just like killing me and i became a psych major and then i was crazy enough to pick up a minor in sociology as well um i guess i love ologies and um <laughs> i graduated degree in psych and concentration in clinical psychology with a two bio um, two minors in bio and sociology and then I went to grad school in Buffalo. So what did you do at grad school? I did my master's degree in um, higher ed. So got my master's in higher ed from Canisius and nothing to do with bio, nothing to do with sociology. Um, but I think because I was an RA in 
undergrad. I love that. I love the student aspect, working in student affairs. I worked in a dean's office for a work-study job. So then I worked full-time in residence life. And then I was like, yeah, <laughs> this isn't for me. I don't know if it was where I was at or it was actually what I was doing. And I thought about going back to school, whether it be like maybe law school. I was even thinking of law school. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely not for me. I don't want to be in school for three years. I don't know if I'm going to do that much studying. Sure. <laughs> So I was thinking sports law, but I was like, let me figure it out. I decided, let me go get a master's degree again. Um, both my parents looked at me as like, why not a PhD? Um, I was like, I don't want one. I don't even know where I would want it in. I don't want to teach. I don't like teaching. I, I'm i one of those people, well, it's like teachers who are very smart who probably shouldn't be teachers because they're not great at teaching. I'm not uh-huh. that smart. I'm smart enough. And I will be a horrible teacher because I have no patience for certain kids sometimes when you're trying to explain <laughs> stuff. And I'll, or I'll just probably be really bad at explaining. So I was like, eh, let me get a master's degree again. I got it in sports business from Temple. Um, so I left for a full-time job to go back to grad school to get a stipend and barely get any money to uh, get another master's degree, which I think to this day my parents are a little better about it, but they're still like the judgment of get a PhD. But on my siblings, I'm the one with, like, I guess my head screwed on straight right now. So I'll take it. <laughs> um, well, your other so. siblings are younger than you. So. Well, one older, one younger. So. Oh, one older. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking you were the oldest. No, God. I, sometimes <laughs> it feels You're like the middle it. child. Yeah. Middle child syndrome through and through. Um, <laughs> I believe in that dearly. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things we talked about last time was the fact that your parents were immigrants. Yes. So do you think part of that on that pressure to go get a second master's degree to figure out what you wanted to do and keep getting the education came from that? Um, yeah, no, I guess no, because I just was career wise. I was just very unsure. I thought I knew what I wanted. Um, and until you actually get in that field and you're like, yeah, this isn't what I want, but it's also a little bit like, I also need to have a backup plan because it's if I quit this job and leave this job and I don't have a backup plan, I got to live <laughs> at home um, because. And you'll never hear the end of it. Yeah. And I was like, I love my family. I love my parents. I'm a I'm a mama's girl of people who know me. Um, but I also don't want to hear their mouths. Um, I joke with my sure. dad, like I'll clean and do stuff just because I'll know who complain about it is I'll do it to get it out the way. I was like, I don't want to deal with that 24 seven. I have to move back home for God mm-hmm. knows how long? Um, so I, that's when I actually had just had surgery on my knee. So I was at home, back home in Jersey, just like rehabbing from mm-hmm. knee surgery. And then um, just figuring out what do I want to do with my life before I decide I'm going to like leave this job because I had no backup plan. And that's where that came in because it was more of my parents, they don't play that stuff. It's like, hey, you need to at least be doing something. I don't care if it's a part-time job. You need to be doing something, especially if you're living <laughs> in a house and we're not charging you rent because my parents are amazing like that. They just expect you to help out and do stuff around the house and not sure. bitch, and, bitch and complain about it. Um, that that That's, I mean, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. So, um, so that's why I say it's a little bit of both. I think it was more because what I wanted out of my life, but also I have crazy parents in a good way that care about what you want. But I'm like, also I don't want to hear them complain that I'm not doing nothing with my life all day long. So I think that played a little bit of both parts of it. Sure. So how do you go from 
getting your bachelor's in psychology mm-hmm. to getting what, what is it called? It's collegiate administration or something like it was that. Co- college student personnel administration. But there we go. <laughs> it's such a long title, but it's just higher ed student affairs. But it's funny because like about last year, Kanisha sent out like this big old email because they actually changed the program to higher education. So makes sense. Flows with everyone else instead of a long, you know, it's a long degree title. I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> you, you go from there to studying sports business mm-hmm. to working at BU. Yeah. How does that happen? And for um, people who are familiar, BU is Boston University. Yeah. So I'll probably say it a lot because it's probably also annoying to keep saying Boston University or Boston because people get confused. Um, so when I was at Temple, we had about four different concentrations. It was intercollegiate athletics, um, marketing promotions, sports analytics, which I was never touching with a 10-foot pole, and event management and recreation. I didn't want to do athletic administration because I was like, hey, I've been in colleges since I was in college. I kind of didn't want to. I said I didn't want to work in colleges. Obviously, I'm working in one now, so that defeats the purpose. So I did my mm-hmm. concentration in marketing and promotions because I was like, I was meant into student communication aspects and design and marketing things was something I was interested in. So I picked up my concentration in that. Um, so it gave me more of a focus to, hey, if I get a job, which I didn't think I was going to be a designer, it would help mm-hmm. me, you know, figure stuff out because I think I love that creative side and like trying to figure out how things work. So I think that was why I wanted to market promotions. And sure. then um, I did my GA student activities. So I did get a chance to start like helping our event management um, coordinators like design flyers and posters and planning, again, um, late night program events for college students. And I did that for a year. And then I got my internship at Penn, um, University of Pennsylvania with football. And mm-hmm. I came across it with talking to our professional development person at Temple and she, it literally was, Hey, I need to fix my cover letter to get internships. I'm not, I feel like my resume speaks to herself. I probably took a better cover letter and the conversation ended with like, Hey, you like football? Cause I forgot how we got on the subject of football. And I was uh-huh. like, yeah, I do. I love football. It's like my second sport after basketball. Um, and she's like, well, I literally just got this thing across my desk for Penn and it's for football. It's an internship. You can take a look at it. I think they only want undergrads, but she said it doesn't hurt to, you know, reach out to them and look. Um, sure. So email the guy um, who his name is Jake. So Jake like got back to me and then we talked, came in person and wound up getting the internship. And it. I think what piqued my interest, even though it was operations and recruitment, I saw that design aspect. I like, hey, have a little bit of design in there, something interested in. But I was also interested in learning how recruitment operations work within a football team. And since I was the only intern that had Photoshop skills, I got stuck with making everything. <laughs> um, There's like about four of us because the operations department's literally two people. This is a director and director and a whole bunch of interns. <laughs> um so I guess it was a good and bad thing. It was like, it sucked because I'm the only one doing it. And the assistant director and the director will help me out. Both names were Jake, so that made it easier. So Jake and Jake would help me out sometimes. But for <laughs> the most part, it was me doing stuff. I had the summer to do it because I started in June, got some things done. I would do like mailers for like the recruits during the year and different things. So I was like, huh, this doesn't seem like a bad 
thing to go down. It was like, I knew design was cool, but I didn't realize how much I could turn into career, even though I've seen stuff. And I was classmates with a girl who that's what she was doing at Temple for her GA. So I was like, oh, this is nice. And I did that. And then when I was applying to jobs after I graduated, I was looking at sites, sports information director jobs. And I was like, okay, there's a little design aspect. I'll learn some of the communications and I can figure out stats. And then I just kept, I was like, mm, I don't know why I thought I could do that. And now that I look back on it, <laughs> I don't like stats, but I'll learn them if I have to. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody likes stats. Uh, yeah, I took stats classes two times, and I still don't remember half of what I learned. Um, I took it once. I barely got through it, but it was enough that I passed. See, that's what happens when you're a psych thrilled. major. They make you take uh-huh. it. I had to take it by hand, and then we actually had to take the computers and learn SPSS. And that was it. Yeah, so when I was at Temple, we had to learn stats again, but we did it through Excel. So I was like... Yeah, me and stats were never going to be friends. Um, (laughs) So then I just came across jobs, and I think I started looking at more design-focused jobs, whether it be, like, interns for a year. I was like, I'll learn for a year if I have to, or different things. So I started focusing more design-related communication jobs. And months and months of applying, I finally got the BU one. Um, So, yeah, next month I'll be coming up on a year officially. So been there for almost a year now so been there since october and i guess that was my journey of it was a short journey but i went through other stuff before i like got to say hey, i want to work in sports and design stuff for a living um parents sure. are still confused so, about so, it but yeah so you, you've got you know you've got working experience yeah. of where you've built up your design skills but your educational background isn't yeah. there and 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 when you were at penn there wasn't really a real department nope. covering that there was, you know, people who kind of knew what they wanted essentially. Yeah. And you get to be you and you're the department there. Yeah. And I'm the first person. So they've never had anyone in this position. So, um, they've done things with freelance or the sports information directors would be like doing things themselves. So, or outsourcing through different companies. So it's literally the first person in house, which is me. So, it's great because it's a challenge, but it's also it's not great because you are the first one and you only have <laughs> but so much to work off of because you don't want to do sure. what they've done for the last few years, which is pretty much almost the same thing, same look, same feel. Um, and it was just learning how to be consistent with the brand, which can be a little difficult sometimes because you want to like explore different colors. You get bored with certain things. I'm just like, all right. Um, especially when we have red and white, it's not much you can do with red and white for the most part. And <laughs> it's like, all right, what's going to make this look different, but still flow seamlessly. And I think that's the challenging part, but I think it just makes you a little bit better because you really have to force yourself to think outside the box because you don't have a template to work off. Cause the template you worked off is something that's so old. They don't want to go with it anymore. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess in, yeah, because I'm the department and literally the whole department. I do get help sometimes from other SIDs and stuff for things. I'm actually in the process of looking for interns or interns right now. So help cut down my work a little bit and like I could start a template and they could just finish and build out the rest kind of stuff. Um, but I've been trying to make it work for this past year. I've been doing my best with it. Sure. So as, as, as you're growing and getting more used to designing on your own mm-hmm. and things like that, have you been seeking out feedback from other people in the industry and and trying to bounce ideas off them to learn more? 
Yeah, I, I do my best. I probably can do a little bit more. I've gotten slightly better with it. Um, it's just my shy personality, <laughs> even though people don't believe me. I tell them I'm very shy. Um, if I actually did it today, which is so funny because Illustrator, which I I learned Illustrator when I was in high school. I did it once or twice after. I don't touch it much. <laughs> so unless mm. I really, really need to. So I asked for Illustrator help today. And it was this stupid curve of a line that was just driving me crazy. Um, and if I'm just really unsure about colors and stuff, since I can, I, I do ask my coworkers sometimes, but I think the way I think is different from the way I think sometimes. And sometimes I'd rather just, especially some design aspect, not just look, talk to someone who knows it's all like text one of my friends or, um, what, I have one design friend. She, we actually went to temple together and she, like, she was the one I said, does the same thing I do. Um, she works in Georgia actually, which is funny. And, um, so I sometimes send her stuff. She sends me things. I'll go into <laughs> different sports communities. And she actually has a degree in graphic design. So we're both on different spectrums. And um, I'll sure. like go to different message boards, different like Slack groups. Even, you know, I'm in some like group DM groups with people on um, like Twitter. So sometimes if I'm like really just unsure about something or I just need a second person opinion before I submit, I'll go do that. Um, I'll do my best. I always ask for help. Um, like I said, it's just uh, so bad for me. It's like not in my nature. Sometimes I'm like, I'm a figure out person. I know that's not always a good thing. Um, mm. But I do. I probably can do it more. But I do in, to some, some extent, depending on what I'm struggling with and what I'm working on. Other than that, I go to YouTube like most people and try to figure it out from there and so Google some stuff. Um, for <laughs> something that I may not have time to wait for someone's feedback and I just need to figure out something or how to do it and I got to like get it out quick that one person team thing is like sometimes as much as I want to go crazy with stuff I gotta go keep it simple and just hope the next project Done I is can go a perfect. little crazy yeah <laughs> um, I think it's also bad because I'm a perfectionist I'm like very like just OCD about stuff like my sister gets mad at me about it I just have to have everything ordered in a certain way and so it drives me slightly crazy that it doesn't look right but I'm like you know what I just, <laughs> like you said done is done it just needs to be done sometimes and I've gotten that sometimes so Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get better at like that. Let's speed it up as much as I want to do something crazy. Maybe next project, if I can find time to start it earlier, I can go a little crazy and do something off the chain, like not, you know, than we normally do. Sure. So in, in your, in your year of working professionally, yes. I'm, I'm curious as what in the design part of things what have you discovered that are that you feel are your strengths or you feel most passionate about? I want to say, I guess, still figuring out different techniques and what I'm good at these. Otherwise, I think I can do stuff simple, but I want to make it more adding depth to things. But I think. Mm-hmm. What I'm passionate about is um, I'm a small school girl. I will always, you know, power the small school girls. I think Temple is the biggest school I went to. Um, so I know that, hey, sure. you go here, you're doing 5,000 jobs and you're one person, you're still getting paid the crappy pay, whatever. Um, but I'm a person that I feel like even though BU, yes, we're Division One, we're not like what BC is, which is our counterpart guys here in Boston. Or we're not like the Dukes of the world or North Carolinas or the Michigans. Like, but I feel like you can always be that. Granted, you're on a smaller mm-hmm. scale because I've seen some Division three schools who 
when you see their work, it's like, oh my God, you would never imagine that Division Three, whether it be they have an in-house designer or they're still outsourcing it through like, um, like things like Uncommon Thinking or whatever. I think you could still be a big pond in a small pool kind of thing. Whatever, I just use that analogy right or wrong, <laughs> but I'm very <laughs> passionate about just because you're in a small place and you don't have that big of a fan base, you doesn't mean you don't need you can't produce the same amount of quality as those big name schools or those big name teams granted your research is a little bit smaller you can still Mm -hmm. make it look good and i think that's what i try to do um granted there's still a lot i know i have to learn and i'll pick it up and it's not just going to happen overnight i think that's what i'm very passionate about making us have that more presence um yes we're a hockey school i'm glad we're a hockey school it's great it gives us a little bit more profile (laughs) with a lot of things and a lot of players and a lot of alum but it's also like (laughs) <laughs> Let's make it look better than just a hockey school. Like, hey, all our teams look good. All our work look good. And that starts with all of us, but it also starts with me and improving the things and the skill sets I need to continue to help us do that. Sure. I'm curious because as a, as a sports designer, you've got mm-hmm. to design for a bunch of different markets. Yeah. You know, and, and, a, and a bunch of different sports, mm-hmm. but just to take it on general terms, you've got to be able to design for the fans. Yes. You've got to be able to design for the students, mm-hmm. uh, the alumni and boosters and all those people. Yeah. And then you've got to be able to design for the administration as well. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, do you think having, you know, having a background in psychology and sociology as well as the, you know, sports business has helped you in that aspect? I feel like it has. I think I, I, over, and I think this is all my problem. Over overthinking and overanalyze everything. Like to this day, I can't watch a movie without like overanalyzing a person because I took a film class in psychology where we literally had to analyze people. Um, so I think sure. I look at it from that perspective of learning how, what emotions and stuff would evoke from this, and like learning different things of how people interact and understanding the social like numbers like that's what I got on my sports business classes because when I took marketing communications I learned more about how this is going to be productive and how we look at these numbers and mm-hmm. stats don't I guess stats from like the different programs we get don't always mean something but how are people perceiving it and how well because you can know your how to put this in the right words we all in a sense say we know our fan base, but I think sometimes we really don't. And I sure. I heard this from someone, I can't remember where, but I think it goes back to what I was saying before about big school, small pond and all that crap. <laughs> I'm so bad with analogies. Um, that it's also about progressing. And I think there's so, so many people who are old, fashion in their ways of thinking mm-hmm. and just because it worked and it's always worked in our fan base like always loved how this looked how we always mm-hmm. sent it out in this color at this time how do we force them in a sense like you know reverse psychology of hey if we put it this time and we do it this way some of them don't care they just want the content they're just going to complain that's not the way they want but if you continuously give them the content in that way mm-hmm they're going to accept it because they're still getting their content. It may not be what right. they wanted, but it's 
making them think, hey, this is what I asked for, but giving something a different way than they asked. And just sooner or later, jump on board. You got the few who won't. They'll just still be like stuck in their ways. I'm going to do it. But you have the ones that say, hey, I like it. They're giving to me a little bit quicker. It's a little... It's not as detailed as like the old school reports they used to get, but it's like straight to the point, but they can take it in more and they have the time to view and see other things. That mm. makes any sense whatsoever. That's how I'm thinking about sense. it. That makes sense. I'm curious if there is a, because I'm not, I'm not a sports guy. No, so I'm, I'm wondering if there is a different approach that you take to the process to, to, to solve solutions for the different sports? I kind of sense, me personally, I take the same initial approach to each sport Mm -hmm. and then I break it down. Like, I've gotten to know the fall teams. I'm still kind of known because I started in the fall, so I missed their seasons and get to know them. But once I kind of get a feel of who the team is and their personality, I'll slowly start altering how I do it for them. Um, because what works for softball doesn't work for women's lacrosse necessarily. Um, because it's funny, we actually had a meeting about this today where we're talking and we're talking about random stuff, like not, even though you're not into sports, but like how all these teams are having, like Miami started last year with turnover chains and like all these Mm -hmm. now random different football things like turnover backpacks and jokingly talking about, I was like, knowing the personality of most athletes, as much as we want to have fun with those kind of things, it won't work. So it was like, I slowly have to learn these personalities where I physically get to talk to them or I talk to their SIDs and say, hey, what is your team like? Or when I'm there at their photo days and I'm like helping direct their photos, what I need for at least the sports information shots and what I need for graphics, I've kind of gotten to know them and it tweaks how I slightly alter my process what I want to give them and then even sometimes Mm -hmm. talking to their coaches and saying hey I want to do this with my team and then there's some coaches who don't really care but it's like (laughs) hey if you you know I have we actually have one coach that kind of happened with where in the beginning they didn't kind of care about it but then once they saw like photos from a photo shoot and all these different things and hearing the feedback from their players it was like oh my god I really love it I love how it turned out but it goes to that process of having them buy into all of it. And then mm-hmm. I was like, we can create better content for you. But it also makes me more motivated to design when I have fun content, fun things, and people are willing to work with me to create that content. And I think designing is designing. But I just feel like with designing for sports, you have to kind of always be like thinking what's always... Don't want to follow all the trends, but what's trending to kind of like, hey, push your profile up. And I think that's how I kind of look at it. And I think you always have to be creative. Sometimes I don't want to design or it takes me longer because I'm just at a blank. Where if I'm just designing a basic, which I want to practice more print and just like stuff like that. If I'm just doing like an invitation for a wedding or something, I know I don't have to be all intricate about it. I don't have to like, hey, it's the drop shot over here. Is the shadow on there and they're feeding good? Is this good lighting? Is this like where it's, you know what I'm saying? You're like, hey, all their skin complexions look super, super bright because of camera flash. How do I change the shadows and highlights and all of that? Whereas I'm just doing, a, if I were to do a wedding invitation, hey, let me get simple text, cursive, some flowers. And eat. Like, it's, not so you don't have to think, but it's like you really have to constantly be thinking what, and I think 
I'm a millennial and I don't feel like I'm a millennial, even though I'm falling into that category, <laughs> um, that you constantly have to keep their attention. And it's like, sure. what is keeping their attention out? And it's, it's a, it's a, what kids call edits of like, Hey, let me put your Jersey, your name on the back of a Jersey. And you might think it's stupid, but they think it's cool. This is the way you're going to recruit these students to come to your school. You just have to constantly be cranking out content. And there's times, I guess, sometimes the downfall of me either being perfectionist or being the only person sometimes is I want to crank out so much more stuff to help build mm-hmm. that profile that I don't always get to do it. Um, sure. But some of our coaches, I actually talked to one of like our coaches the other day who has some great ideas and like let's sit down and really flesh them out and like talk about it because they're buying into that recruitment aspect and thinking what designs outside of the traditional when people used to just mail stuff like pieces of paper and stuff or emails. Now it's like, Hey, I can post on a social media and like a kid's going to love that. It's like, how I think about yeah. Oregon with their football uniforms. Like every, they change them so often. Like some kids like just want to go to Oregon because of their uniforms, but yeah, it's every people, season. Yeah. I literally <laughs> sometimes three or four times during the season, which they look so nice, but it's like sometimes for me personally, I'm not the player. It's way too much for me, but for these players and these recruits, it's perfect for them. I even read an article a few weeks ago that a kid literally committed to a school because he loved their designs and the stuff they sent him. I was like, hey, it okay. works. may not yeah. be the greatest reason, but for those people who design that stuff, power to you because you just got to recruit to come to your school. I think that's mm-hmm. how I look at it with sports guests. Every design is over. You have to think. You have to process. But I mean, me personally, just my personal way, I think sports, you just really have to be thinking and really like overthinking sometimes just to get the right everything all right please be perfectionist in me but that's how i look at it sure so what you're talking about there isn't isn't just design it's art direction Mm -hmm. and with that you know since you're having to talk to different coaches and different personalities and i'm sure you're having to manage vendors and you know you mentioned doing photo shoots and things like that how are you What's your approach to communicating what you want? Um, so at least when it comes to like the photo shoots, I try to send like the SIDs or the teams like links ahead of time to stuff I've seen that I like so they can understand where I'm kind of going with it. And I kind of mm-hmm. look at what they did right before I started to say, oh, okay, some of these were great. Some of these I can't. Um, but I also look at what other people are doing, not trying to like copy it. But it's like, hmm, I love that idea. And I think... I can kind of start brainstorming. So I do those generic shots with them. And as they're going, as like I was saying before, like understanding their personalities and how they're interacting with each other. I'm like, let's do this. Let's have fun. And I'll get into it. And I try to have mm-hmm. fun with it because I'm like, this is the only time I probably see half of these people because I'm in a cube designing and they're like all over the place. And I'm in a corner office that they all just walk past my cube half the time to go to their sports information director and don't realize I'm there. So I'm like, this is my time to have fun with them. And, like, get their personalities to show. But it's how I learn how to design, but it's also how I learn to direct their photos. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like I said, I get feedback from SIDs and people's like, I love that. Um, but it's also me when um, I've talked about this with my supervisor and other people. When I see a design and I do it, sometimes I do get pushed back from a lot of people and they understand it. But it's like, hey, if you explain it to them why you did it that way and show them other examples of other schools or other places doing that way, then people can understand that, 
hey, it's not Wanda just going crazy and rogue and just trying to come up with like some <laughs> random, you know, because sometimes I'm, I think all design is random and what's invoking you and inspiring you at that moment. I don't care if it's a basic, hey, let's put a flower. It's a, hey, I just put this blue here because I'm feeling like, I don't know, whatever. Um, you know, there's times <laughs> I, <laughs> there's times I probably wouldn't explain to people. I was like, well, I like it. This is what it is. And it's like forcing myself to say, I like it and I get you have changes, but hey, I feel like if we change this, it's going to take away from that or this is why I did this or it was even something simple like, excuse me, like when we were going over templates for the year and we we're doing final score graphics, one person said, why don't we put the times and minutes they score the goals? I was like, that's a little too much. And I don't know how much SIDs want to like be able to update that, you know, every time a game. I was like, that's when I had to pull out, hey, Bigger name schools like this are literally just putting a score on a picture. They're not doing anything complicated. Mm. So it's forcing myself to say, hey, be, I'm open to ideas, but also showing people that, hey, I'm open to ideas, but I'm also like, I designed it that way for a reason. Um, but here, let me show you why I designed this way. What are counterparts doing? Does it mesh and does it work well? And it's like, try it out. And if you try it out, you don't like it. Hey, it's still, it's still look on brand and just looks slightly different. That's all. Um, for the next time. Mm. That's how I, I try to direct as best as I can. <laughs> Directing just the few people I get to work with and myself. Sure. So I'm, I'm curious because one of the things, like the little questionnaire that mm-hmm. I had you fill out before, you yeah. said one of the things you struggle with is self-confidence. Yeah. A, you 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 come off confident to me. I mean, (laughs) so that, that's a good thing. But when you're, when you're in a situation where you're the design team of one, Mm -hmm. how do you project confidence and you know what you're talking about to be able to sell it? Um, A little bit of what I said before, I kind of show things where people are like, yeah, no, that's not how we should do it. I show other examples because I'll take the time to research a lot of stuff where I probably won't touch the photo, like touch Photoshop for maybe like a half an hour or something. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just look up as many things to gather ideas. So I was like, hey, I know if I design this, I have proof to back it up that this is what works. But it's also, um, I think the first couple of months and even now I just learned to pick my battles. <laughs> um, sure. It's very, well, that, that's just called. Uh, sometimes, it, yeah, sometimes it's a struggle <laughs> because sometimes I'm just like. I was like, no, it's not worth it. Like, it's, sometimes it's yeah. like not worth it. I was like, I'm going to do it. But if it's designed, I'm really like, hey, I love it this way. I'm really passionate about it. That's why I like write a long email, go back and forth. Like, this is why I did it. This is examples. This is what I feel. Ultimately, if I lose the battle, I lose the battle. But I'm like, I'm going to fight for it. And mm-hmm. um, that's one thing. I'm very, like, shy and not confident. I'm very self-conscious, but at the same time, I'm very blunt. Like, that's the one thing about me. Like, when I'm into something and I mean it, I'm going to say it, which can't get me in trouble sometimes. <laughs> so I've learned to, like, <laughs> I know me well enough to say, like, one day, just don't. like Because I know I'm going to say something stupid or that can get me in trouble or people are going to hate me. So I just stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> that's the one thing. It's good I, that you're self-aware of that. Yeah, um, I just stop. But, like, it's just like you said, a lot of people tell me that I come off confident and I come not don't seem that unsure of myself. But it's because I know how to turn it on. Like, I just, I've just learned never to let people, like, see you, like, go through it. So 
sometimes I'm like, I'm, I'm struggling with something. I might not always say it, but I'm like, I'm going to figure it out before I just like, yeah, I'm going to ask because I need the help to struggle. But I don't push it to the point where it's going to, you know, ruin things or slow down stuff. Um, I had old student, when I used to be a resident director, I had like some of my RAs tell me like, hey, they used to call us by our last name. So I'm like, Miss Loco, like, I think you're like more like assertive than the other person. I was like, yeah, I just deal with it because I don't want to deal with it later. Like, I just like, I rather just deal with it and work with people than mm-hmm. have to come back at two in the morning because I just didn't deal with you and be like assertive. It's like, hey, yeah, no drinking, no this, no, like, that's who I am. But like, if I don't got to talk to you, I'm going to be sitting in a corner and not talking. I'll ignore you. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. I'll have friends. So it's like, it's like that you're faking it till you make it. I'm very good at faking that confidence. Yeah. But I'm just like, I know I, it feels like you said, with talking to you before about asking for help. It's like, I've gotten slightly better at it, but it's, it's so out of my like comfort zone because it's been like this my whole life. Um, my parents would tell you that I can go to people's house I've known forever and I still like I'll bubble up and once I'm in my comfort zone you can't shut me up <laughs> which can be a good and bad thing so sure so uh, one of the things we talked about last time mm-hmm. and, and this kind of dives into self-confidence a little bit yeah is is the race issue is you mm-hmm. you know <laughs> I'm trying to remember how you phrased it last time. I think you said you hit all of the minority checks. Yeah, because I'm a woman, so I'm a minority no matter what field I am. I'm like African American, so it doesn't matter. And I work in sports, so females in sports and African American sports in general is very we're a minority. So like I'm like sure. all over the place with well, it. Well, and, and, and you're you're first generation American yeah. too. So mm-hmm. you know, so so. Quite literally, African American. Yeah, that. both my parents from Nigeria, born like they're proud of that part. Um, but they've been here for over thirty years, so yeah. Um, so I, I'm like, I hit all the points, and I'm like, it's it's great because I love who I am, like what I love what I do, but it's also I'm also very self aware of that, so it makes you just kind of like, I hate doing it, but just like proving people wrong to say, hey, I know I can do this. I'm going to be really, really good at it. Maybe not now, give me mm. a couple more months. I'm still in that learning process. But I think it does push you to do a little bit more. At least me personally, mm. I can't speak for other people. It pushes me to do a little bit more. Like, I may not have that formal training like some people do with the degrees. And the people that have degrees and more power to them. But I kind of almost like that I don't have a degree because... I do have to force myself to learn and do. I mean, you have things. three degrees, so I think yeah, that you know in. that is very true. <laughs> I'm very overly educated. Not probably just not in the degree that people probably think I should have. Um, but then I think also people <laughs> judge me not judge me in a bad way, but I think some people think I may not know what I'm talking about just because I don't have that formal design education. Um, I've talked to sure. people before about that, and it's like I may not have formal too much formal training because I've taken design classes, but I don't have a degree in design, but I think I've learned enough and trial and error of Photoshop and all these other different programs to learn it. And YouTube has a great university where they teach everyone everything that you can figure it out if you really don't know it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, design's one of those fields where nowadays anyone you can, you can learn so much more on the internet yeah. than you can in the classroom. 
Well, also because I feel like you have the time to already sit and like process it. You can pause and do. You can't tell your teacher to pause every five minutes when you're very confused to say like, yeah. "Hey, can you show me what you did again?" And I think to me, a lot of design is everyone. Anyone can know Photoshop. It's how well you know it and how to work around. Hey, if I give one person a cutout of a, a light bulb and a water bottle, and I'm just calling out things I see in front of me right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> a, a, I don't know, a lamp or whatever. How do you put those all together and design? One person can just literally cut and paste three different things. And one person can literally go out there and look for textures and brushes and figure out anything with type. And I think that what matters more, like who's passionate about it in a sense, to mm-hmm. like really take that education and be like, hey, let me really build something big and not, hey, let me just take the three things, stick them together, put text on it, we're done. Like, Who's working intricately about like how do I really make all of these flow and sacking the three elements they gave me, how do I add other elements to make it like one big piece? Um, sure. And I think that kind of forces me in a sense to like have to be better. I don't want to do like in a sense be better than someone else because I don't have that formal training and I have to show that, hey, I in a sense still know what I'm talking about when I say, hey, white space is good or like let's not put this thing too big because it's not going to look right right here because I've tried it out, but it's also forcing myself to also understand that I know that, but I have to teach them why it doesn't work. Um, I think mm. it's having that confidence to say that in a field where that some people may not trust your judgment because they think it looks really good. And you're like, this looks really bad because in the end it's like, it's my work, even though it represents you. It's my work. And you also sure. have to feel confident about the work you're putting out. Even though it's a company or a business or a school, like I think that plays a lot of part in it for me personally. I'm 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 wondering, you know, that that kind of need to prove people wrong. Mm-hmm. How much of that do you think are are you able to trying to find the right way to phrase this take the 30,000 okay. foot view mm-hmm. and in different situations go you know I'm 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 doing this because you know mm-hmm. I'm I'm an African American I'm doing this cuz I'm a woman I'm doing this because my parents you know were immigrants you know are you able to look at that or is it just cuz I've talked to, and I ask this because I've talked to people mm-hmm. you know people of color who, you know, are able to do that. They're able to, you know, look at, you know, whatever, whatever checkbox they fit in on the census form yeah, and realize why they're standing up for things or why they're just going with the flow on things. Um, I think for me, it depends on the situation. Sometimes I do look at that and be like, Hey, I have to do this because, if I'm a woman who does this, and especially I think all women in sports, I think kind of pretty much all have this, the same mindset where it's like, we're in a male-dominated field where if I wasn't designing, and there's not that many female designers out there to begin with, at least in sports, mm-hmm. that I still need to do well because it's sad to say that some people look at you, well, hey, she doesn't really know sports. She doesn't know what she's doing just because she designs. She doesn't know it. 
or how sometimes you're just having a random conversation. I've had this in athletic departments before where they just talk to you like you don't know what you're talking about. They still look at you and question you as a woman like, oh, she doesn't know anything. Or I can tell you the stats of almost anybody or especially if it's my favorite team, I can give you numbers and stats and tell you what they did five sure. years ago because I love that team and I'm going to know everything about it. Um, I think that forcing me to in a sense prove a point that I do know it, but it also hurts you because it's like, why do I have to prove a point that I know something <laughs> just because I'm a woman in sports? But it's also <sighs> preconceived notions and stereotypes, I think, also play a part with you when I look at the African-American side aspect of it. Um, and it all depends on what I'm doing. And like I said, I'm I'm a person, I'm in the moment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'll be more self-aware. Like if I'm in public or I'm doing something and I'm just like, mm, maybe I shouldn't do it that way. Say it that way because I'm going to just fit the stereotype of you're just the basic one of your angry black woman's like, no, I'm just an angry Wanda. Um, Cause that means you're <laughs> pissing me off. And I, yeah. I think I get that part from my mom and I tell people the Jersey and African will come on me two seconds if you keep pissing me off. And because <laughs> I do that with a lot of people because I'm like, I have very good self-restraint. And I, like, I think I get that one from my mom because my mom is like super quiet. Like when my mom starts cursing and starts yelling, I'm like, yeah, she's mad because she barely curses. <laughs> um, so I forget that she knows how to curse. And she's just like, <laughs> she just lets things go. And I think that's how I am. I don't like to argue. I don't like to fight because in the end, we're just going to just have our different opinions i'm like just get over it um sure so i also try to think about that when i'm in the thing because sometimes my bluntness like i said before can come off just very rude and disrespectful so Mm -hmm. i've learned to just like don't talk but i also feel jersey yeah and i also feel like don't talking (laughs) but also feel like don't talking means i don't want to speak up for myself and speak up for other people and i'm like i hate that because it goes to a stereotype where hey, let the man do everything, let's do that. And again, when you work with men all the time, it's even more, become more self-aware of that. And I've, minus when I worked in higher ed, everything's been male dominant. Higher ed is so much more females. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're the majority when you work in higher ed in student affairs. But I'm a minority and I just, it all depends on my situation um, and where I'm coming from. And even, I'm very proud of being Nigerian. I'm very proud of my culture. Um, sometimes I do kind of explain stuff to people like, hey, I went to, like, I went to a wedding in June and like how a traditional Nigerian like ceremony would go and explain our clothes and the names. And like some people look at me like, oh, I think it's cool, but I feel like they don't get it. Um, they sure. still don't get it and they'll look at me like, yeah, that's nice. I love how you look. But some people want to learn and take all the information I give. And some people just like, oh, it looks really nice. And they don't care. And I'm like, but I love my heritage and I may not speak my language fluently like my parents may love, but <laughs> I understand everything you're saying. I will always reply in English, but I think just taking pieces of who I am and not like, not letting it stop me from doing something or saying something just because, hey, you're a woman, I was going to listen to you. Hey, you don't have a great design background, I was going to listen to you. Hey, you're from a different country just because your parents are from here and you're from there doesn't mean anything. Like, oh, I got a lot of it when I was in middle school and I was younger. I think as I've gotten older, I've learned to like tune it out because it doesn't matter. But at the same time, it still hurts when people, people say certain things or assume certain things about my culture or about mm. just like who I am. And I think that just, it, it upsets me sometimes. So I try not to like dwell on it, but I also like, hmm, 
it's not a good thing, but I always like to prove people wrong. And I know it's not a good thing because you focus too much on it. But sure, I think in doing that also makes me a better person because it makes me get better at what I feel like people are disrespecting me about. What what do you what do you do to be able to move past that? Because, I mean, and mm-hmm. let me phrase this: I am, I mean, you can see me. I yes. am <laughs> nearly translucent. Um, I am you know, Northern European white guy raised in the Midwest. I am as white bread as you get. And when people just like make little jokes that. Yeah. Or insensitive things to me. I like take that to heart and I'm like down for days and you've got to go through like your whole life with ignorant, for lack of a better term, ignorant assholes. No, you're right. I mean, like I said, that's what I got. You don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. And I got most of that was in middle school. Like I used to get like the stupidest things. Like as I got older, I'm like, it's so dumb now. I'm like, I let that bother me, but you can't help it. It's like, it's stupidest things. Like you're, I feel like that's just being a teenager. Yeah. But it's like, (laughs) like, it'll be stupid. Some of it was stupid questions where I was like, that one in a bug me like, Wait, like, sure. are there animals like running around Africa? I was like, no, they're in a zoo like any other country in the world. There's yeah. zoos. <laughs> Only where they're running around if you're in a jungle. Like, it's stupid stuff this like that. This isn't Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> or like, it would be like, I don't know if this is like the most, it's not like curse, but it's like, you're African booty scratcher. You Africans do this, you do that, you do. I'm just like, I never heard because like, I said, I'm in Africa have shoes. Yeah. I'm like, it used to make me like cry when I was younger, but as I got older, I'm like, they were stupid. Like, <laughs> nothing they said really made sense but like you said when you're at that age and you're in middle school and you're in high school you, you overthink stuff like and goes I think I was since I was already a self-conscious person to begin with getting those things and getting those jokes or those stupid names it gets to you like you just said like <laughs> you cry you just want to not think about it and I think sometimes there's days like that where I'm having rough days even now where it's not necessarily Sometimes I feel like it's me personally, like I want to be better, but I can't figure it out. Like I see something design wise, I have this whole idea in my head. I have this whole mapped out plan and I try to go Mm -hmm. in a sense, put pen to paper, but put mouse to like Photoshop or something. Sure. Sure. I just can't do it. And it like, it frustrates me so bad. And it's like, are people right? Like, Hey, you don't have the training. You don't know what you're doing. I was like, no, I'm going to get it. I'm going to figure out. It may not look good, but it's. I kind of have what I want, but I'm going to learn it because I want it to be more fluid next time. Um, can Can I let you in on a secret on, on, on that part of it? Is that everybody? I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. I still feel like that yeah. every day. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's like sometimes it's like, dude, you cry those days and it's been like a week. And then you just feel like your designs are getting attacked all day long. And you come home and like, I just want to mm-hmm. cry and not touch anything. And I know that's not a good thing because that's the only way I'm going to get better if, if I legit, like, sit there and practice. Some days I'm just tired. Sure. Like, I just don't want to touch a mouse. I don't want to touch my tablet. I don't want to open Photoshop and look at it anymore. But when you do that for a living, you're just like... Can't do well, that. welcome to being a designer. Can't do that. You can't do that, but... I like I said, I've got, as I got older, I've learned to let certain things just rub off. I mm-hmm. still am sensitive. I will start crying. I've had meetings where I'm just like I can't take this. I'll find a quiet place and I just gotta let it out because it's just like it feels like I know they're not attacking you, but it 
feels like it, especially if you've been through things where, in a sense, stuff like People that. People have attacked you. Yeah, and it's like, I'm sensitive. My parents, my daddy gets mad because I'll start crying for the littlest things. Even one time he teach me to drive one time. I started crying. He's like, why are you crying? It's like, you know me. I cry. Like, I'm just a crier. Um, mm-hmm. So that's when I just have to say, Wanda, breathe. Um, so one to stop myself from crying and two is like, you're going to figure it out. Like it may take you two weeks, but you're going to figure it out. I think that's how I've learned how to like force myself to not overanalyze and overthink it sometimes. And sometimes it doesn't work. It depends on what the situation is. And other times I'm like, (laughs) just gonna, yeah, you're just gonna blow it away. You're not going to think about this. You're not going to do this. You're going to figure it out. Relax, have a glass of wine, do nothing. Or I'm okay after that, you know? So, so speaking of figuring things out and we're getting mm-hmm. kind of close to our time, yeah. I'm curious, um, what you've, what you've figured out, uh, since we last talk and, and what you've got coming up and you're excited about, cause I know you're right in the middle of school starting yeah. back. So y- your job is kicking into high gear. Got hockey starting since that's really going to kick me into high gear. Um, so I actually branched out more and talked to people. Um, I remember I talked, we talked last time about, I was looking at different types and different fonts. I actually mm-hmm. reached out to Adam. So that worked. We talked a couple of times, even though we didn't ultimately go with some of the stuff me and him talked about. It helped sure. me learn a little bit more. I mean, type is something I've always wanted to get more about because just even learning design, whether it's sports design or any design, typography is very important and it can literally change the design of how you place type and do all that stuff. But it's something I've never done before. And I think I thought about it, like I told you. But then having that conversation first time kind of kicked me into gear. It's like, hey, go do it. So hit him up on Face, um, Twitter. And then hey, we made a conversation. We talked to numbers, talked twice, but still go back and forth with asking questions when I do need it. So that's Wandy branching out a little bit more than I like to. But it was a step <laughs> in the right direction for me. That's good. Um, so... I haven't had a chance to work on new projects. Summer kicked my butt. Like, still trying to get everything ready for the school year, which I'm not still fully done for the school year stuff yet. Um, <laughs> Can you ever be? I know. I'm just trying to get through the fall sports that cross over into winter soon. Um, like, I'm already starting to hurry up and prep hockey and basketball. And basketball starts early this year like starts the first week in november and i started in october oh, wow. last yeah i started october last year at the end of october and i still had to november before like middle of november or whatever before that now they start literally first week of november both of our men's and women's teams and hockey starts like the week before them so i'm just like all right i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna lose it in a couple of weeks and then i'm going away for a wedding in october at the beginning so i was like yeah this is gonna have to like i don't know what i'm gonna do these next couple of weeks so it's cranking out like stuff like a mad person. Um, mm-hmm. Personal projects, I haven't gotten a chance to do something. I started on one stuff, and I know it's the most corniest thing because everyone's doing it, but I'm going to try to do makeup stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So my birthday was September, it's September 1st, so I was like, for the start... Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um, so I was, I was, my plan was I started making it, and it finished it because life got in the way, but do a design every day for the rest of the year, or at least every once a week, just to kind of force myself and something we talked about to practice and do different things that I may not have time to practice on work-related stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I can do it on my own. So I 
started some slight designs. I'm trying to do more type designs and more print designs just to work mm-hmm. on my print skills a little bit better. Um, so I'm slowly working that really behind. I haven't posted anything, but I want to play catch up and try to, like I said, at least one a day, at least if I can crank out two a week just to practice because I haven't had a lot of chance to practice on new things. Um, something mm-hmm. I want to do. Um, I don't know where I found the time to sign up for something, but I also signed up for something with the Watts Bears that I saw on Twitter. There's a couple of random other different designers who's doing it. And we have like game day graphics and one-off graphics and different things for them. So it's like a youth mm-hmm. football thing. So I was like, it's something different. It's out my comfort zone. It's for uh, that whole bunch of other people are going to see. So for me, sure. it was sign up to say, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. So I have the ones that hit the first week of October. So I need to finish them now before I go to a wedding because it's during this wedding I'm at for my cousin. <laughs> so um, I need to finish that. So like project wise, that's my one outside work project and personal project working on. So that one I really get to have fun with because there's like no style cool for it. So I'm going to try my best to like go out of my comfort zone designing, but also not go too crazy and not like make it look really, really bad. So it's <laughs> it's it's my steps of slowly getting out my comfort zone. Um, so that's what I've kind of been doing since we last talked. Awesome. Well, if you if you uh, need some feedback or need some pointers on the print design stuff. Okay. You know how to get in touch with me. Yes. I'm more than happy to help. Okay. I am not a stranger anymore. So, I know. After two you know, times of talking, we got this I, down pat. I'm, I'm happy to let you bounce ideas off me. Okay. Definitely take your open that once <laughs> I figure it out and get some stuff done. Well, real quickly, where can people find you online? Um, on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, all I'm both the same. I'm Wande Only, so W-A-N-D-E-O-Y-I-N at Twitter. And Instagram, and right now I just have Behance, and so I figure out what I want to do with a website. I want to just make a website and put a thing on there that's not great yet. Um, but my Behance is Y S A L A K O. Um, so definitely, awesome. and we'll link to all this in the yeah. show notes so people don't have to try to remember it. I know, especially my names. Like I use parts of my name, so it's like, yeah, let's go and remember all of this. Um, at least that's where I am right now. I do need to update my portfolio slightly. Um, I've made new things since then, but, um, yeah, that's where I'm at and I'll just continue to learn and grow with everyone. Um, and for myself, so I think, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time again to, uh, to chat with me. I, I, I had a lot of fun. Um, and, and I, I think I got to know you a little bit even more this time. Yeah, so definitely slightly that different was cool. It works. All right. We'll go out and hug some necks. <laughs> yes. I'm probably going to lay on my pillow and watch some football. So <laughs> That too. <laughs> Have a good night. Take care. You can find out more about you can find out more about one day on Twitter at Wande Oyen, and be sure to check out the links in the show notes for more ways to keep up with her. You can keep up with the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Creative SO Pod, and follow Creative South on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Creative South GA over at CreativeSouth.com. And I'm at Jay Frostholm on Dribble, Twitter, and Instagram. Jack Prince is giving Creative South podcast listeners 15% off all orders over $25 when you use promo code CREATE15CS at checkout. Visit jackprince.com for your next order of stickers, prints, or whatever you need today. 
For a limited time, new Skillshare customers can get their first three months for just 99 cents to get unlimited access to thousands of classes when you sign up at Skillshare.com using promo code CreativeSouth. What are you waiting for? Start learning today. And remember, if you like the show, help support us over at Patreon.com slash CreativeSouth. And if you like the Creative South podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Rate us and leave a review. This helps more people find the podcast and allows us to keep getting awesome guests. Now go out and hug some necks.